I can tell you that despite doing a million in sales in the first week, nearly everything broke the first week as well, which you, you don't read on Forbes as often. And I think, you know, no matter what, when you have that type of success, it's really hard to plan for. And so, you know, a little bit of empathy with yourself and understanding that, hey, you know, you can't fix everything. You can't nail everything at the beginning is actually really important as an entrepreneur. You gotta pick yourself up, go backwards, and slam yourself at the wall like 500 more times until the wall crumbles. 25% of middle school girls already believe they'll never achieve their dream career. Dream career. Hi, I'm Kara Golden, founder and CEO of Hint, Hint. and you're Hint. listening to Unstoppable, a podcast spotlighting the journeys of inspiring entrepreneurs. I believe that at its core, leadership is about constantly learning from the people around you. And I'm so inspired by the conversations we're having in our upcoming episodes and can't wait to share them with you. This season, some of my guests include Andrew Dudham, founder of Hims, Erica Nardini, CEO of Barstool Sports, Daniel Dubois and Whitney Tingle, co-founders of Sakara Life, and much, much more. Plus, we asked the million dollar question, what does it really take to be unstoppable? Stoppable. Let's find out. Hi, everybody. It's Kara Golden from Unstoppable with Kara Golden. And I'm so excited to have Andrew Dudem, co-founder and CEO of Hims and Hers, with me this morning. Welcome. Thank you, Kara. I'm excited to be here with you. Yeah, super excited. So if you guys don't know Andrew, I'll give you just a tiny bit of background. He's the co-founder and CEO of Hims and Hers, which offers a modern approach for health and wellness by eliminating stigmas and making it easier for people to access care. Super, super excited to hear more about that. And a serial entrepreneur himself, he previously co-founded Atomic, which was a venture-backed San Francisco company by lots of great investors, including Mark Anderson and Peter Thiel. And he himself is an active angel investor and advisor to over a dozen startups. At the start of Hims and Hers, is that 2019? Was that just you know we started? We just had our second birthday in December. Okay. That's so we launched officially December 2017. Amazing. Shipped our first box in the first month of 2018. That's that's super cool. So he's he's raised over a hundred million, roughly. Is that is that right around? He gets over two hundred million. Wow, wow, yeah. that's that's amazing. Congrats. So anyway, super super excited to have you here, and and I'll let you talk a little bit more about this. But let's uh, let's you know start out. So you're born and raised here in San Francisco. That's right. Yeah, I was I was born and raised out in the sunset. You know, to a a family of of entrepreneurs kind of grew up with a, a dad and uncle and grandparents that had all started their own business. That was kind of the beginning of, of the end for me, knowing I, I never had a shot having a boss. So I was going to have to figure it out along the way. Did you know you wanted to be an entrepreneur? I mean, you went to college, right? And you were, were you always thinking that? I really didn't. I spent the first, you know, 17 years of my life as a cellist. So not particularly helpful for what I'm doing today, but in my teens and, and um, you know, kind of early 20s, I was traveling the world. I was playing weddings. I was playing at Carnegie Hall and touring Amazing. Europe. Amazing. Wow. Uh, yeah. And so I, I, there, was a, there was a point in my life where I thought that was the track. Um, 
and I was always really kind of more on the creative art side. And so, you know, when I was 18, I decided to go to Wharton in Philly and kind of counterbalance that with some of the business. Um, and so I, you know, I really enjoyed that experience. I didn't, I didn't last long, to be honest. Um, I, I stayed at, in school for about two years and, you know, realized I was spending more time trying to convince engineers to, to build things for me versus hanging out at, you know, my corporate finance classes and, and studying. So in, in around 2000, I want to say 2009 or 2010, I took a leave from Wharton and came back to San Francisco and, and joined an early Sequoia startup. And that was kind of the first experience in really building companies. And, and I think that was when I realized, you know, my passion for the arts and creative and also, you know, the, the business chops that I had that I'd built in the first couple of years of school, combining those together was just a really beautiful and, and fun mix for me. That's awesome. That's so, so great. So Atomic, let's talk a little bit about that. So how did that come up? So Atomic is this really interesting concept, which is, um, the idea of building a company that is really good at building companies. Um, you know, I had prior to Atomic, you know, when I had left Warren, I'd, I'd built a startup. We had raised 30 or 40 million. We ended up selling it to Telefonica in Spain in 2012. And it was an incredible entrepreneurial journey. And one of the things that I really learned about that experience was the team that you work with and the investors that you work with are absolutely fundamental to giving the company a unique advantage um, in market. And we were really blessed. You know, I was in my, my early 20s and I had Rulof Botha, who, you know, runs Sequoia Capital um, on the board as a mentor. And I had um, guys like Kevin Hartz, who's the founder and CEO of uh, Eventbrite. Yeah, he's board. great. Um, yeah, it's just incredible operators. And I learned so much. And part of it was because I knew so little. And so this, the escalation of, of learning was, was quite quite fast. But how often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip, Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years, helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. 
no English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long-term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is the Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think, and makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of the Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for the Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. Um, I really left that experiencing valuing the who that you're working with and the importance of pattern recognition, both as an investor, but also pattern recognition as an operator. Um, and so the concept for Atomic was to bring together those types of investors and repeat entrepreneurs and repeat operators and put them in the same room and say, hey, we're gonna work together on a new space. We're gonna bring all of the expertise that, we, that we've had from, from the last five and 10 years of, of building. And if we can do that well, we should be able to build bigger companies that are more impactful, 
with less capital more efficiently and faster to be able to help more people. And so Atomic is really this incredible, um, uh, I would say, experiment around can you build a company that gets incredibly good at building companies. Um, and so it's been around now for about eight years. Um, you know, we've built over a dozen companies, um, I think raised probably, you know, over six or $700 million across the businesses and it employs now thousands of employees um, across the businesses. Many of those companies will go public in the next few years. Um, and it's just been an incredible environment for entrepreneurs to work with people, you know, like Peter Thiel and Mark Andreessen, some of the best investors in the Valley on just refining that pattern recognition as an operator. You're not incubating these companies from scratch. You're actually partnering with entrepreneurs and then going in and actually helping them to build it. We are actually founding each of the companies from scratch. Okay. So all of the atomic companies are um, ideas that were created and incubated from scratch within the atomic walls. And we then bring in exceptional operators and co-founders to help lead those teams, as well as investors to help invest in and strategize with those teams. That's awesome. That's so great. So, so Hims comes up. I, I mean, do you technically? I think of you guys as Hims right now, but I know you've launched hers as well. So I want to, you know, like what was what was kind of the thinking behind that? Am I correct? I mean, that's sort of what you started with, right? Yeah, we started with we, we started with hymns. We are now officially hymns and hers. And so um, we've got a whole lineup of over you know 100 products across the platform for men and women, which is incredible. But the you know, in the nascent stage, what was really powerful about what we were thinking about, and this is maybe three or four years ago, was kind of a mix. You had at a very human level, this desire to have a trusted relationship with somebody relating to your health, right? A very human relationship, a desire to be able to call somebody or text somebody or say, hey, I'm worried about something. Can you help me with it? And unfortunately, the existing health system just, you know, is not really made for that. It's quite clinical and cold and sterile. And, you know, for this new generation that's been born and raised on an iPhone, you know, it's, it's not particularly accessible and responsive. You know, it takes maybe three to four weeks to schedule a doctor's appointment. And so, you know, I think there was a huge emotional gap for us as consumers when it came to having a trusted relationship with a brand or a health system that we really respected. And then also as, a, as an operator, as an entrepreneur, you know, I was looking at this space, which is one of the, if not largest markets in the country, right? It's a multi-trillion dollar space, the healthcare space. And it effectively has been untouched by technology in 20 or 30 years. And so when you think about things like retail or commerce or transportation or uh, you know, real estate, all of those markets, which are also multi-trillion dollar markets, have been rebuilt by technology. Mobile technology, accessibility, transparency of data, all of those things have, have made those categories so much better for consumers. And when you think of healthcare, it's still the same brick and mortar system that we're all accustomed to, that, that our parents were used to, that our grandparents were used to. And so it was just this really fascinating entrepreneurial opportunity to say, how can we rebuild this thing from scratch? How can we build it with the consumer as the only person that matters, making it as 
clean, as simple, as beautiful, as affordable, as easy to use. And that was just, you know, one of the more exciting things I could think of, you know, dedicating the next 10, 20 years to just because it impacts so many people. And, and it is just, it's so ripe for, for technology to make the experience so much better. And so um, it was a bit of a mix, you know, in those early days of why we wanted to start this business. It was just this human desire for a brand that really we trusted and respected and loved to, to care for us. And then also this entrepreneurial opportunity that just felt like once in a lifetime. Yeah. And then your products are working for people, right? And so, work. Yeah. yeah. And so I think like, that's the key thing. I mean, it, it's not frankly too dissimilar to the company that I founded hint where, you know, we, we've basically, I mean, it, maybe in some ways kind of easier because we've said here, try a bottle of hint people just drink it because they're trying to, you know, get some hydration in them. And then, you know, the number of people I still, you know, we started our company 14 years ago, but still 14 years later, I get emails from people saying, you know, for years, I was trying to control my type two diabetes for years. I was trying to lose weight for years, like, uh, and then suddenly they have a bottle, you know, that is in our case, a $2 bottle that they're like, you actually helped me to realize that I could do it. Right. So I think that it's, um, you know, it's, I see that in what you guys are doing as well. And, and, you know, you started with something and you get those fans that are really, you know, seeing that something actually works. It's, uh, it's great. I, I've also had this big belief. I don't know if anyone's ever told you this, but, you know, when we started Hint, there were, uh, there, I can't, I can't remember the name of the beverage, but there were a number of beverages that have come out over the years, come and gone, that have been like doctors approved. And, right. you know, and, you know, the, that's actually like, it sounds like it's a really great thing to consumers, but in a beverage, I mean, people get a little nervous about it. They actually just, they want the product, they want to try the product and they want to see whether or not it works. And so I think it's a, you know, I think it's definitely something that, you know, our people actually going to the doctor for these issues or do they actually just, you know, want to go ahead and try it? I mean, I see your commercials running and, you know, and, and I'm like, I don't know, like I, if I had that issue, like I probably would, I would probably yeah. go and just give it a try and see what happens. Yeah. I think, you know, I think something that you mentioned is really important, which essentially is, I think some of the best brands help consumers walk over this like scary valley in with by building a bridge that they don't even realize they're walking over and so with hint right somebody might be completely addicted to soda right and incredible sugar issues and whatever it might be and they need to transition to something healthier and the idea of that the clinical doctors telling you that is like scary and overwhelming and all these things but if there's an option that is easy and tastes great and is healthier. And it's almost like they're making steps in the right direction without even knowing it. I think that's a lot of how I think about hims and hers, which is, you know, nobody loves going to the doctor, period. And, you know, men and women will avoid going to the doctor at, at generally all costs, men more so than women. You know, men literally have to be bleeding from the head and have a broken leg to like say, Hey, okay, maybe it's time to head on in and see what's up. And so with, with hims and hers, if we can build a brand that people actually love engaging with, and it's one that communicates them as an authentic person and, and is trusted and is respectful of their time and is, 
you know, something people actually enjoy. And so we put a lot of time in making sure the products taste amazing and the shampoos lather beautifully and the bottles are stunning so that you actually want them in your shower or on your kitchen counter. So you're not embarrassed, right. By the fact that it might be a medical treatment for something. Um, you know, if you invest in all of those things, I think you can build, build a, a bridge to help people take care of themselves. And I think that's something that at, at our core, you know, as a, as a mission, it's to help as many people as we can feel great. And in a lot of ways, some of the best tactics of doing that is, uh, is by doing it in manners that they don't even realize are, are helping them um, accept and onboard to the product, right? They don't, they don't really realize necessarily that this is a very serious clinical thing that's taking place because we're able to do it in such a manner that's comforting and loving and beautiful and design considered and something that they're used to you know, in, in all of their other purchase decisions. Yeah. Well, as Steve Jobs used to say, I mean, the customers don't necessarily know what they want. So you just have to show them, right? And if that's, the, that's the key thing. Show them exactly what they need and if it works. And if, you know, like you said, beautiful packaging, beautiful presentation. And I think that the key thing that you said there too is not calling people out for issues, right? Like I, I think that that's, you know, there's been products out, in the hint space, like skinny water and stuff. Nobody wants you like, nobody wants to carry a bottle around that says that you want to be skinny, right? Totally. Like, I think that that's such a key thing. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's critical. You know, one of, one of the things that we've been thinking a lot about is how much um, pain and shame um, and difficulties that an individual has dealt with internally before they've even come to him's and hers, right? Just they're looking in the mirror and they're seeing hair loss or uh, sexual issues or acne and, and they're in their thirties. And why am I seeing acne? I thought this was done, right? I thought I got rid of this, in my teens. And so by the time they even come to the website, there's probably been months, if not years of, of struggle, right? And, um, and that's really hard. And so, from our standpoint as a brand, we want them from the second they get here to be relieved, right? It's not about continued shame. It's actually completely the opposite of um, acknowledging that difficulty, helping them normalize it and realize that it's all statistically common, that we're all actually thinking about and worried about the exact same things um, and to make that process of getting care as, as beautiful and fun and enjoyable as possible. And if you can do that for one condition, maybe it's acne, that an individual is struggling with. Well, the next time in two and three and four years that something pops up, you know, we hope that that, you know, endorphin rush of kind of taking care of it the first time and the success of that helps lead them to say, hey, I trust him's and hers to, to come help take care of this other issue I'm facing. And, and that's, I think, where we really believe there's an opportunity to build this, you know, very long-standing relationship with, with these people. That's, that's huge. So uh, I read on Forbes that the first week you guys did a million in sales. What do you, what was the most surprising piece of, of kind of, you know, above and beyond, I mean, a million dollars, like no matter how much money you have in the world, like that's still a lot of money, right? Like that's, that's a lot of product and, and that, yeah, you know, a lot of money. yeah, congratulations. <laughs> I mean, what do you think was kind of, if you could break it down, what do you think were like the key things in that first week of success that you like, 
why did that happen Be above and beyond solving a problem for consumers like how do you think from an organizational standpoint if you were you know talking to entrepreneurs which you are like what do you what do you think are like the key things that you got to remember i mean you've talked about team and and you know just overall having a great product but do you think that there was some other component of that that you really think wow we did right or something that you did wrong as well yeah yeah, I mean, I think we, we did a lot wrong. Um, I can tell you that despite doing a million in sales in the first week, nearly everything broke the first week as well, which you, you don't read on Forbes as often. I'm with you. <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know it's, it was a torturously happy first week. And I think, you know, no matter what, when you have that type of success, it's really hard to plan for. And so, you know, I, I think a little bit of you know, a little bit of empathy with yourself and understanding that, hey, you know, you can't fix everything. You can't nail everything at the beginning is actually really important as an entrepreneur because it's a hard job. And I think you always want everything to be perfect and it never will be. Um, so I think that's, you know, an interesting dynamic. Um, you know, one of the things that I think was really special about our launch and I think is continuously special about the brand is just how we show up to people, how we talk to them, um, how we look to them. Um, you know, it, it, it's interesting. Um, we worked with some of the best design agencies probably in the world. And we, you know, have some of the best brand investors in the world from Josh Kushner at Thrive, who's built, you know, businesses like Harry's and Casper and all those companies. And then you've got people like Kirsten Green on our board who have built businesses like Away and Glossier and Jet and Dollar Shave Club and Bonobos, right? So just really amazing brand thinkers. And we had this SWAT team of people, you know, the year before we launched, working with me to, to figure out how should this thing look and feel and talk and sound, right? And there was incredibly conflicting opinions. You know, we had a list of dozens of names for the business. We had maybe half a dozen different designs of how this thing could look and how, the, how it should communicate with customers. Um, and they looked very, very opposite um, in a lot of situations. And some of the best advice that I got that I would that I would think is really valuable to pass along was from Kirsten Green over at Forerunner, who's still, you know, one of my closest friends and says, you know, this brand is only going to be unique and authentic if it manifests itself entirely how you feel it should be manifested. And that means you're going to have to tell really smart people around the table who you're paying a lot of money that you're not going to take their advice. And that was a really tough decision because as a, you know, as, as an early entrepreneur, you're getting the smartest people around the table and you, and you want to trust them to tell you what's right. But when it comes to something like your brand, um, you know, as a founder, I think it's really important that the spirit of it kind of lives within somebody. Um, and and it, it could be you, it could be a co-founder, it could be a friend, it could be a sibling. Um, but when we launched, I think the brand and the visuals and the tone was different. It was very, very different. And when you look at some of that early media and the early conversation, it really was around that, right? Like, how are we talking to men? We're talking to them authentically. We're talking to them directly and bluntly. We're kind of talking to them as if we're their like spunky younger sister, just telling them to kind of get off their ass and take care of the stuff they need to take care of. Um, and in fact, I have a younger sister who's been telling me to do that for 20 years. And so, that was really authentic to me and it was a huge bet, right? It was a huge risk, but I, I would pass that along to a lot of people because I think, I think it's directly 
correlated with the success of the first week and I think is directly correlated to our continued success is that we try to be as authentic as possible internally about owning how we show up to customers and how it looks to them and how we talk to them. And it's not manufactured. It's not big design agencies telling us what to do. It's very core to how we feel and like that insight of what the customer needs to hear kind of just from our own personal experience. And, and I think that's, you know, what I would pass along to as many entrepreneurs as I could that are thinking of building companies and particular trying to build brands. Yeah, I think you guys have done a great job of that. I mean, I've watched you since the beginning and I think that's, it's clear that, you know, the founder's voice is still coming through, uh, even though you guys have gotten bigger. I think it's exciting. So is the, uh, so going into the hers and the hims and hers. So I would say that that's a, uh, you know, that's probably the next big piece for you guys. I mean, is that kind of the focus if, if you were to look at what's up for the next, you know, year? That's, that's right. Yeah. So in 2020, um, uh, you know, I don't think I can share exactly what we're launching, but there's last I looked well over 60 or 70 products coming out in this year. And so essentially doubling the entire roster of the business, most of them, both on the HIMS and HERS platform and things that really affect the vast majority of the population. You know, that's really how we think about this is who, who is struggling in the largest quantities, right? Like from, from a proportional standpoint, and then how can we bring them amazing medically backed products that have incredibly high efficacy at more reasonable price points in safer ways in packaging and designs and tastes and flavors and smells that are really enjoyable and make that experience just a hundred times better. Um, and so that's kind of how we think about the world and, and hims and hers uniting as one, um, I think is a really important step to that because, you know, this platform of, of digital health where you can pick up your phone, get access to an expert, get access to a doctor across anything from sexual health, dermatology, menopause, sleep, anxiety, cholesterol. I mean, this is the future. There's no question. And in the next five and six years, you're going to be seeing a huge shift of, of the consumers deciding to do what they love doing, which pick up their phone and get the thing they need. And we, we really plan on being that, that brand that people trust to, to come to. And so we're really excited about 2020. I think by the end of the year, you know, the amount of customers we'll be able to help, the amount of people around the country we'll be able to help is, is going to be, you know, step functions larger. And with, you know, uh, two or three times the amount of conditions that, that uh, you know, people can trust us with. And are you guys 100% online sales today? That's correct. Yeah, the business today is entirely an online business um, where you can come directly on 4 or 4 and and get access to any of these experts and, and products that you need. That's awesome. And where do people find you, Andrew? Are you... Uh you know, all of, all of your wisdom and from building not just this company, but lots of other successful uh, company startups along the way, where can people reach out to you? Yeah, well, I, I frequent the Phil's Coffee in Noe Valley pretty often. Right on. Very good <laughs> so, place. You can always hunt me down there. Um, you know, my email is andrew4hims.com. So anybody can shoot me an email at any time. But yeah, I love, I love helping entrepreneurs. I love helping teams. 
So I'm, I'm always available for those that, that are really thoughtful and, and interested in, in getting some advice. That's terrific. Well, thanks so much for your time. You guys go and check out forhims and forhers.com and definitely follow Andrew as well and see what he's up to. So thanks again. Thank you so much. like what you heard, please help spread the word and leave us a review. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to spotlight? Please talk to me at Kara Golden on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, be unstoppable. Unstoppable. unstoppable.